This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Bentoria.com. That's B-E-N-T-O-R-I-A.com. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough and I'm with me online. First of all, we have Victoria. Hello there, my darling. Hello, my love. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How the devil are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm uh, getting by. Get, getting on by, mustn't grumble. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got James. Hello there, James Old Bean. Uh, top of the morning to you. I'm, I'm getting into the um, Irish spirit for uh, St. Patrick's Day on Thursday, which is my, I think, Irish? My, my third favourite um, day of the year behind um, Eurovision and Christmas. You don't do the accent for, like, Chinese New Year or anything at all like that, do you? Oh, boy. <laughs> that would be massively racist. <laughs> I'm keeping my mouth shut. I, I assume, James, knowing your pedigree, that you'll have a, a rather large stock of Guinness uh, ready and waiting for that particular day. Uh, well, I've actually booked two days off work in order to go out and celebrate <laughs> it instead. So uh, close, but not quite. Are we going to see pictures of James dressed in Irish garb, looking a little bit worse for wear from uh, merchandise he's got from the pub? Absolutely, yes. Fantastic. I look forward to it. <laughs> Usually, the rule is that if you buy four pints of Guinness from the tent in town, you get a free Guinness hat unless you sneak behind the bar Yay. and steal one. You know, Which, of course, you would never, ever condone, James, because you're a responsible member of the community. Absolutely not, but I would get one of my friends to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Eddie. Hi there, Eddie, old boy. Quality. I possess some say I'm fresh when my voice goes through the mesh of the microphone that I am holding. Copywritten lyrics so they can't be stolen if they are. Snap. Don't need the police to try to save them, so voice will cease. So please, stay off my back. Or I will attack, and you don't want that. Mm-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-
in it and that thing, fam. Nice to hear from you. <laughs> Any old boy? It's, it's like. good to good to be back. I've been practicing that rap for fully two weeks. <laughs> Ricardo <laughs> DeForce ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on. We've got a bit to get through today. First things first, the Forest game. Sheffield Wednesday 3, Forest 0. Um, has to be said, uh, before the game, the travelling fans had a bit of a um, a time to get there, didn't they, James? Well, apparently so. I mean, we were we were really lucky. We didn't realise how lucky we were because we were on the, the train at something like half past nine, um, which was uh, running on time. Apparently, it was the first one of the day that was actually running at all to, to Nottingham. <laughs> Uh, and it was the only one that actually ran to time. All the ones after were, were delayed. And we didn't, you know, we obviously we were in Nottingham by half past ten, um, you know, drinking some lovely cans of pop. Um, so we it kind of <laughs> missed us all by until we got there and started talking to some other fans who, yeah, they'd had some real tough times. People having to go to Derby and changing. Some people, I think, that just got on, on a coach, just got on the National Express and got through that way. So, um, yeah, we were really fortunate, but some fans had a right old job getting there. All seems it's down to little scropes pinching uh, bits and bobs off the um, uh, the train lines again, doesn't it? The, the little scumbags. Do you know I've never ever gone to Forest? Oh no, I've been to Forest once and not been stuck in traffic. I remember there was once a night game, and it was the night that Jermaine Johnson got sent off, I think, and Franny Jeffers scored. And um, it, we got there at sixty odd minutes in because the traffic was that bad. Because <laughs> there's one road in and one road out. That's all there is. There's no other way into Nottingham, and there's one train line. It's not like Sheffield where you can come by Chesterfield, by wherever. There's literally one train line and one road. And if you don't get through it, you're screwed. And the, the thing is, if you come on the train and you think, you know what, I'm, I'm going to beat the traffic, you have to walk through the sort of housing estate that they use as the backdrop for every single hooligan scene <laughs> in every single <laughs> hooligan movie Just Danny Dyer made. sat on his yeah, front garden. Literally. Yeah, no, seriously, you can't walk through there without Danny going, you slags, and then windmilling in. So, yeah, it's an awful ground to get to. To say it's in the middle of town, in theory, uh, it, no, oh, terrible, awful place. Do they follow up you slags with I can see the Stoughton from my kitchen? <laughs> Attic. <laughs> and it's north. I apologise. For Christ's sake. Get it right. Um, so on to the football. And it has to be said, um, Forest weren't great, were they? Um, and it, it was it, lovely for us, of course. It was a, a cracking day out for all concerned. But Forest, I've got to admit, I feel a little bit sorry for them. Am I right in thinking this is the second season in a row now where they've sacked their manager after being beaten by us? Yep. Yep. They, they sacked they sacked Pierce after we won their last season and obviously now they've sacked Dougie Freeman. We really bring out the worst in them, don't we? We want we to really get us do. over there to sort out Robin Hood. We'd have him done in a flash, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we build an airport and won't be able to use it. <laughs> No, but yeah, they they were they were poor Forest. I mean, um, we we controlled that game pretty much from from the word go. And and actually, you know, it was a good performance from us, but we didn't seem to have to work that hard in order to win pretty comfortably. To be honest, Forest just just didn't really offer very much at all. Having said that, I thought that our midfield played brilliantly. Um, I think it was so nice having Fessy back and he makes such a difference to the team, as we knew he would do. But you just realise looking back at the goals and, you know, I think he won the ball back, didn't he, for, for two of those goals. So they're Absolutely. almost, he didn't score them, but they're almost 
his goals. He's created those out of out of nothing. Um, Bannon played well. We'll obviously talk more about him in a bit. Um, and I thought that Kieran Lee had a brilliant game as well. All round, though, I think it was it was just a good good all round performance and great that we can have those games whereby we don't need to do a huge amount in order to win quite comfortably. I, I, you know, I think the match was won very early on because I think you've touched on it when you talked about Forestieri um, hounding Forest every time they had the ball, winning the ball back. Lee and Bannon did the exact same thing from from deeper positions, uh, it, and in fact, the entire you know the, the eleven in the first half chased everything down, and it almost like it broke Forest's spirit very very early on. And as a result, the second half was it was like a friendly game. Um, you know, to the extent where, you know, I think we've all seen on uh, on social media and on YouTube, etc. Uh, what was it that 37 passes as we're just stroking it around in the second half? Forest are a broken team at that point, and we're just toying with them. But it all started with um, Forestier leading the line in the sense that when he didn't have the ball, he made sure he very quickly had the ball again. Uh, and Liam Bannon did exactly the same thing right across the middle of the park. It was. It was probably our most complete performance from a midfield, I'd say, this season. Do you think that, obviously, with Fessy in the team, and when, when he is chasing down the ball and when, when he is working really, really hard, because his little legs just don't stop moving, do they? He's forever on the go. Do you, th- do you think that does sort of spread throughout the team? Do you think that's where it comes from? Do you think the players look at him and maybe they're a bit guilty of needing someone to, to, to follow, to, to chase down the ball? Uh, and obviously, Bannon Lee follows that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a um, if there is a criticism of this side, it's that we've got an awful lot of, of worker ants. We've got a lot of guys who are going to put in an amazing shift and there aren't too many of them who will take a game by the scruff of the neck. And I think that's almost where this perception that Wednesday are um, not a one-man team, but a vastly superior team when Forestieri is there comes from. Because he actually empowers the rest of them to go and do the same sort of things that he does. Um, and actually, I, I think the back four probably had their easiest game of the season uh, against Forest on Saturday. They didn't really have to do anything because Forest were shell-shocked into retreating into themselves virtually from minute one. Oh, absolutely, and uh, of course um, the uh, the new Who haters got their um, bats out again. But as to be said, it was a cracking knockdown for the third goal. Don't get me wrong, Matthias still had plenty to do. I mean, he got he trapped under his feet a little bit and finished it off. But it's it's great to see because essentially that's what we've been trying to do with him all season, isn't it? That, that's what he's there. Well, essentially one of his jobs is there to do. Um, and of course, uh, McGeady getting his first goal, which is great to see because he had a really good game, didn't he? It was a cracker as well, wasn't it? If you watch it back, it was a really, really well-taken goal. And I must admit, I was... um, What was I doing at that point? I was driving... Oh, here we go. Here's an insight into my life. I was going to pick the dog up from the groomers, um, and he scored, and it was just unbelievable. Like, the... the, I can't remember who it was now. Was it... uh, Who was it on the radio that was talking? Commentating, darling. Yeah, commentating. (laughs) Who who was the co-commentator? Oh, the co-commentator was... Ah, who was it? Uh, oh, it was wasn't John like, Pearson, as usual, was no, it? No, it was... It was, uh, Newsom? was it John Newsom? John Newsom, it was. It was John Newsom. Was it? John yeah. Newsom. There we go. So John Newsom went mental as well. And it just... <laughs> it sounded like a really, really good goal. And then I watched it back, obviously, because I like to watch when we win. 
um, or draw, anything but lose. And I did watch the highlights back, and it, sat, it was a bloody goal. And finally, he's off the mark. And hopefully that's going to be the thing now that gives him the confidence that, yeah, maybe it's taken a little bit too long. But let's hope he goes on a hooper run now and just <laughs> blast them in for fun. He looked, he looked like a, a real player, didn't he, on Saturday? And actually, his goal was the second most impressive move that he put in for the entire game because uh, you know, maybe five, ten minutes before that, he had absolutely danced through the entire Forest defence uh, and you know, his shot was saved. Uh, he really deserved it. It was the first time I think we really saw the quality that we thought we were getting um, when he turned up and said, hey, you know what, I need to play. I'm going to play Premier League football and I'm going to do it to get into the Republic of Ireland squad for uh, for the Euros. And, uh, you know, for the first time, I think we saw that level of quality from him. McGreedy, McGreedy. Isn't it McGeedy? Yeah, I think we need to get his name right. Yeah, <laughs> probably that. good start. Well, in that yeah. case, then we're best out of calling Matthias Matthias. Uh, who not Dave. Um, poodle, 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 whatever. When have we ever got names right on this bloody show? Jesus. Man, that's... Though, I say that by accident, but that sounds like, you know, if it had been Hooper, that would have worked really well with the box situation. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I was listening to it the other day when he scored. I was like, yeah, McGreedy. And I was like, no, it's McGeedy. Why do I keep saying McGreedy? T- typical goal hanging McGreedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wants his box. <laughs> Um, Carlos, um, after the game, was asked about uh, promotions and, and things like that. And he I said in his Carlos type of way that um, he doesn't want to waste one second talking about promotions. We must um, use our time to prepare for the next game um, to control what we can control. Um, anything else is just artificial. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Carlos, but for goodness sake, can't we get a little bit excited just yet? He doesn't come across as that type of guy, does he? He comes across that right up until that final minute. He won't celebrate anything. He'll be like, yes, well, we will see. And actually, no, like you're right. We all want to just jump about a bit at the moment. But he's probably looked us up on the internet and thought, hold on a minute, this is Sheffield Wednesday. Let's let's not go too wild. At some point, they're going to draw one all with Brighton and go down. So, you know. There's an argument as well to say that whether our bad run of form prior to the Forest game was caused by or was influenced by players getting a little bit ahead of themselves and maybe spending a bit too much time looking at the league table. Um, and therefore, um, Carlos is has kind of noticed that and thought, right, I've got to go out my way now to, to kind of cut us off from that a little bit. And of course, one of the biggest talking points from a Wednesday point of view from this game is Mr. Bannon, um, unfortunately, getting a red card. Um, now, first of all, nobody on social media, on, on Sky even, thought this was a red card. What did we think, guys? Uh, yeah, it's been upheld this afternoon. Uh, it's been in front of the FA, it, uh, sorry, in front of the Football League. It has been upheld. So, therefore, it is a legitimate red card. Um, they're saying that the referee made the right decision. Um, all I can say is the law is an ass and I will kick it. <laughs> <laughs> With your sick lyrics, or yeah, you know this. I've got a devastating rap for the football league next week. Tune in. Oh, of course, a real fun. personally, I don't think it'd ever been a red card in its life. It's uh, they said on the the Channel Five show that nobody watches apart from me and James, apparently. Uh, mm. that it was just quite when simply... we win, we watch it. Oh, that's let's, fair let's be right. <laughs> it was a, a little man stretching for the ball on there, and which is fair enough. And to me. 
I mean, he was touching the floor. Um, the, the, the foot that was out didn't actually catch the player. It was his trailing foot that caught the player. Um, and I think he did make a little bit. But to be fair to the ref, I mean, he was in a cracking position to see it, but I still think he's chuffed it up there, if I'm honest. And again, now, because it has been um, thrown out, if you like, um, Bannon's going to miss three games, which is a bit of a pain in the bottom, really, isn't it? It'll you know be what? fit for the playoffs. Hey, there we <laughs> go. You, we'll be back. You know what? There are there are worse games for us to be without Barry Bannon uh, for three games than the ones that have got coming up. So if he's going to get sent off, and if the football league, in their infinite wisdom, are going to uphold that decision, um, then you know what? I think we've got enough to get by for the next few games without Barry Bannon. Yes, it's a miss. I think it's absolutely key now, and I'm sure the team. Uh, in the you know the physio room and in the the treatment table uh, are really pushing to get Hutch back um, for you know the, these next three games because it's now absolutely vital that we keep the energy of that engine room going because you know what Forest the will get sent off next week as well won't he? <laughs> Pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, uh, he'll oh. probably punch Newhew in the face. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Going to reach New Hughes' face, he's far too tiny. Um, but what do you think we're going to do for a, a lineup point of view? Um, obviously, do, do we think we might see uh, do you think you might see Magugan pop batting to the side, um, for an appearance or two? Because again, he started the season off fantastically and apparently he's fit again now. Obviously, Lopez is back, we've seen Matthias, he's back again. What do we think? We don't, we don't have a bad rotation, do we? I think. That is the one position out of all of them in the team that we are very, very comfortable with. I think you look at this time three years ago and to think that you have Matthias or, you know, McGugan on the bench, you'd be laughing. And as it stands, you know, we're covered. We're all right. And like Ed said, if, if we get Hutchinson back, you know, that's even better. Um, but I'm not majorly worried, as worried as I was when we lost for a Sierra. Um, I think this is, you know, it's something that, don't get me wrong, he's one of the best players we've got by an absolute mile, but we can cope for a few games, I hope. I think we can do it, and I think we should be all right. Are you sure we don't get on the blower and get, oh, I don't know, shall we say... Messi? Chris Lines back, Froffy. Let's not get Chris Lines back, no. I love Chris Lines. <laughs> Nobody loves Chris Lines. Not oh, even Chris Lines loves Chris Lines. B.A. Nobody loves Chris Lines. Um, the last little bit from the game, of course. I don't know if you uh, chaps and chapet saw, but um, after the McGeady goal, um, Tango did celebrate with some gusto, didn't he? Oh, it's a bit awkward, wasn't it? <laughs> I've not, I've not seen this. You need to talk James me through this. I've not seen, seen it. it. So Tango celebrated, as he does, like, to be fair to him, when you watch it back, he wasn't being his usual out there self. He was just jumping about a bit. And he happened to slap some woman round the face. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and she was not very happy about it. Um, I think it's apparently they are friends. So I've seen online. They are actually mates. It was all a bit of banter. Um, but to many of us watching it, it looked a bit <laughs> awkward. It was one of <laughs> Is this like fo- football domestic violence that we've got going on here? <laughs> oh, it, 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 honestly, if you watch it back, it feels so uncomfortable. But it's, knowing uh, that they're mates, I'm all right with it. The awkwardity of it was mainly due to the fact that it was... Uh, McGeady is celebrating his goal. The entire squad are around him. Everyone is happy. 
but the only thing you can actually watch <laughs> is Tango and this woman. I mean, like, she is tearing a strip off him. She's basically, you, you've just punched me in the back of the head, you fat fuck. What are you even doing? Uh, and he's like, oh, he's like, I got wait a minute. Oh, we're all, we're all Wednesday, aren't we? Um, and she continues to have a go through the end until until the camera swings away again. Um, yeah, it's not it's not our finest moment as fans. Let's be honest. I'm 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 going to have to take you back here, nearly 25 years to the original Tango adverts on the TV, which is where the name Tango came from, which were entirely based around the premise of a bold fat guy just that running up to someone and slapping yeah. them. Yeah, so what, all he's doing. She has he's, been tangoed. He's keeping the memory of, of the original Tango alive and fair you play. You know to the when kids. you've been tangoed, don't you? Oh, she did, and she she made sure that everyone else around her knew. It's a proud tradition. Oh, no. Jeeves, we're going to need some more equipment. Then you need to speak to Oddballs, a speciality. What the? Oddballs, a speciality dealing steel, food, and engineering equipment. Where is that voice coming from? We offer great deals on all types of equipment and can include dismantling, delivery, and erection anywhere in the world. Did he just say erection? We can also buy your surplus equipment or sell it on commission. With over 30 years' experience, let us achieve the best deal for you. Where can I find out more of Voice in the Sky? Go to www.bentoria.com. You heard him, folks. Jeeves, get a broom. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on, shall we, with a, a little bit of Wednesday news. And to be fair, there's not a massive amount of it this week, but um, the first thing that popped out is Blackburn, Ipswich and MK Dons have been categorised E, D and E uh, for ticket reasons. Um, of course, that means under-17s can sit anywhere in the ground for a tenner, under-11s can sit anywhere in the ground for a fiver. Obviously, Charlton looks like it's going to be a massive, massive gate um, when that comes up on Saturday, um, it looks like they've opened the lower stand um, of the Leppings Lane end for home fans as well for the Jarlan game. So tickets are selling well. Um, do we think that uh, Mr. C has noticed how well these tickets are selling when they're just a little bit cheaper and we're trying to sort of fill these grounds to get this promotion run going? Is it is it the school holidays or am I just being cynical? Are there school holidays coming up around those games? They certainly are. There we go. Thank you. Bye-bye. There's not, though, is there? Because the school holidays are over Easter when we don't even play. Actually, we've got there the, must it, be something. It, there's two, two weeks of school holidays starting uh, like next weekend. So Charlton is not school holiday, but it's going to be school holiday from that point on. So, uh, yeah, granted, we don't play over the Easter period because it's international week. Uh, but then after that, it's, it is all school holiday all the time. So we've got three games, haven't we, of which two are at Hillsborough. Um, so yeah, it's it's entirely understandable that they've done this. Um, I suspect what we'll get is if you go back maybe five, six years, when they used to give an awful lot of free tickets out. I think it was probably in the Lee Strafford era. Uh, there was a lot of chanting that went on, and it was quite funny because uh, the north, the, the the hooligan end of the north stand, or, or James's end of the north stand, as uh-huh. it's known. Um, you know, they would be there giving it, you know, words to, and then you'd get at the exact same time uh, from the kind of the, the, the end of the, the South Stand that doesn't sell. Wednesday! 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 <laughs> and it made a beautiful heart. Is that just you? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you move yeah. there during yeah, the school holidays? <laughs> yeah. Um, have, have you guys sat in the, the lower leppings before? Yes. I've never, never been in the leppings lane end. Never been. No, me either. I think I've been up there once when I worked there um, during a game. I went up to go and check something. 
in the top end, but I didn't actually sit there for a match. Was so. it okay? When you went to check, was it okay, Victoria? It was all fine. It was all fine. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it would be weird. I don't think I could do it. Absolutely. It would feel like being an away fan at Hillsborough, and that just feels so wrong. In I, I, in the olden days, when uh, Mr. Allen was still in charge, um, he got some tickets um, out for the local scouting movement. And uh, me being a, a little scout at the time, went along in my neckerchief and sat behind the goal in that end. And it was the strangest experience ever, looking at the cop where I would normally sit. And it's, I tell you what, it can be quite daunting from that end of the, uh, the actual ground. It's really quite strange. It's a very shallow view from there. I, I, you know, like you, I've been there um, actually more years ago than I, I care to admit. It was, I'll tell you when it was, uh, 1993, when we had a game against Leeds. And uh, because I was at the season ticket holder then, I had to pay on the gate. And so me and my dad trotted down to the, uh, the old ticket office under the South Stand. Um, and we got tickets in the lower lap. Um, and there must have been about 32, 33,000 there that day. It was an awe-inspiring sight, being at, at the bottom end of the lap and just seeing the three home stands as well. It was actually Absolutely. quite cool. And Chris Waddle scored an absolute perler of a free kick <laughs> at that end. So, actually, I've got quite good memories of it. If anyone who follows us on Twitter has a video from that end, I'd love to see what Hillsborough looks like from that end. Like a video, not a photo. I know what it looks like from a photo. I can see it from my attic. There but must just, be. Just to check, <laughs> loads, loads of Leeds fans posted loads from when I we were I'd love to see it. Can someone offer? share one with well, me? Well, I'd absolutely love to see been, what it's like. There must be loads of Wednesday fans who've taken videos on like Wickham on the, the promotion day. Because you know that was all given over to Wednesday fans, both upper and lower. So there must be some absolutely brilliant pictures and videos that we've never really seen of uh, the North, the Cop and the South from that end of the ground. Because we don't normally see that, do we? Oh, I do like another angle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I really do like another angle. <laughs> We did. We did used to do this, didn't we? Every every for a while, we did it every year. We had like a home away a game home away every game. year. Awful. Where, where we give. The I can't remember if it was the I think it was the upper um, Leppings Lane end to um, to Wednesday fans. I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to go and 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 for whatever reason never managed to just because of the fact that you know that that um, particular stand carries a lot of history behind it. Um, and at some point or another, obviously it's going to be knocked down or something will happen and and it will no longer be there. Um, and you just think for for a stand that carries so much history, I'd quite like to actually experience going and watching a football match in there at some point. The facilities are absolutely yeah. diabolical, to be Nothing. honest. You, you don't want to be there. You know, we, we piss and moan about the North Stand Concourse, but uh, it's like the Hilton in Beverly Hills compared to the Lep. So, uh, yeah, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Right. While we're on about the North Stand Concourse, can I just do a shout out this week? The upper concourse of the North Stand has televisions. Woo, we have telly. TVs. However... <laughs> My dad is not impressed because every other gangway has one apart from gangway T where we sit. <laughs> so he's not happy with that. Um, sort it out, Wednesday. It's all about maybe... gangway C, Vic. You know this. It's all about gangway C. It is. It is. I love your TV. That's where maybe, it's at. Maybe it's time to call Oddball's a speciality. <laughs> they do do some equipment, apparently. They do, yeah. including erection. <laughs> Did he just say... <laughs> 
right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on, shall we? And another little bit of, um, not so much news, but a cracking little photo that I saw, um, tweeted by Heather, uh, or at OwlH3VZ, if you like to follow on Twitter, cracking uh, Wednesday night, um, had a picture took with Fessy after the Forest game, at the Forest match, and uh, Fessy's wearing a, a Wednesday Till I Die t-shirt on there. Now, we saw his uh, his Watford shin pads, and now he's wearing um, a bit of Wednesday merch. He loves a bit of merch, doesn't he? Old little Fessy. Where do we get that T-shirt from? I've not seen it before. I love and it, that is, it is bloody, you know, it, that is a sexy T-shirt. That's not some tat that you get in the, the club, the, the Wednesday Mega Store. That is some premium quality shit right there. So, can we find out where that is from? Is it a one-off? Is it limited edition? I will buy it. I will pay for it. It's beautiful. Can we get him in a Wednesday week T-shirt? We need to design those. Yeah, there is that. But I think Massive. I think he'd wear it. Can we can we just do a huge picture of Fudgy's face, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then on the back just 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 his his cheeks, just his beautiful tight bum cheeks, and put quite the European underneath, which is exactly yeah. beautifully. Uh, but no, I, I think if we sent him some some merch, uh, send him, it looks like he'll just wear any old thing. If it's free, we can send him a, a Wednesday week lunchbox to take his dinner in, and a, a little Wednesday week hat and the Kiri. I'm on it. Honestly, fantastic. <laughs> but no, it's just a little bit odd, isn't it? Um, right then. So uh, next thing on the agenda, Eddie, I believe you've got a little game for us, hoping. Yeah, so yeah, this is quite. This is something that I've been that's been brewing for a while. So um, I I I'd spend a lot of time on Twitter, and uh, I'm not the most uh, consistent poster. You know, I, I like you to don't post. tweet. You I follow tweet. everybody, but you don't tweet. But I know, you know I everything that's going on. I don't tweet enough, but I've always got my Twitter feed running down the side of my screen. Like you know, literally 16 hours a day when I'm not sleeping, I've got my Twitter feed, so I know what's going down. But um, I noticed when I went on Twitter a, a couple of weeks ago um, that it has this function where if you click on a particular person's account, it shows you which people you follow that you have in common. So just like on Facebook, you know, you've got like, you know, you have uh, common friends, you know. So if you're, you're, uh, you, you click on someone, it might say you've got three mutual friends. OK, so this works exactly the same way. But if you follow someone and uh, a Wednesday player follows someone, it tells you who those people are. So I thought I'd go through the Wednesday squad once I'd spotted this and try <laughs> and work out the most bizarre people that both I and members of the Sheffield Wednesday squad follow. And, you know, this oh, is... God. It, this is not an exciting <laughs> shaming the Sheffield Wednesday squad because actually it shames me as well because uh, it, it gives you an insight into exactly who I follow on Twitter. But if I give you a uh, uh, the name of a celebrity, a non-Sheffield Wednesday related celebrity, can you tell me which member of our first team squad follows that celebrity? So uh, we can try. So I'm going to start with a simple one, an easy one to ease you in there. Okay, so... Uh, Czech tennis star Petra Kvitova, who out of our first team squad might Victoria. also Victoria, go for it. Can I go poodle? It is, of course, of course, oh. it's poodle oh. because you know there's it's the Czech, Czech. connection, so oh, it all makes it. sense. Okay, so you see where we're going with this. Okay, right. So, um, okay, let's let's we'll kick it up a notch. Okay, Are we so scores. We don't, we don't, yeah, no, it's, 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 oh, you're so competitive. Fun. I know. It's not a competition. We could play along at home. Okay, so what about Christina Aguilera? So we're talking uh, big star, Latin heritage. 
who might follow Christina Aguilera? Lord H. Lord H, go for it. Carlos. It's not Carlos, Ooh. no. It, it is, in fact, Fernando Forestieri. Ah. So, oh. you know, that's that South American vibe. That's like, all of this makes sense, so this is fine. Okay, so we're going to all kick it up a notch now. Um, what about Talisa, former X Factor judge and member of N Dubs? Oh, Talisa. it's going to be a chav, isn't it? It's got to be a chav. Um, <laughs> Michael Lecha. Turner. Victoria. Is it Michael Turner? <laughs> it's it's not Michael Turner. No, oh. you, you're right. He's got it's that, got, that, it's got that to be that Hooper. Got to be Hooper. No, it's not. It's not Hoop Dog. It's oh. a bit that that urban vibe. Uh, you know, Kieran Westwood. Oh, close, so close from the mean streets of Manchester. It's <laughs> Kieran Lee. Kieran Lee Kieran loves a bit of Talisa. Oh, Keeping it real. And also, and this will really please Fudge, and I wish Fudge was here for this. Kieran Lee also follows porn star Kieran Lee. <laughs> of course he does so there's a man brilliant. that keeps coming up on my facebook that someone i may know that i have like 20 odd friends in common with that's called kieran lee but it's not kieran lee or porn star kieran lee it's like this really chiseled like <laughs> Another creamed, lee. beautiful man i don't know who he is that is our kieran lee chiseled beautiful mm. no okay joey um, barton so... lookalike <laughs> So, as as you all know, um, I am uh, I, I'm a superannuated member of the team. Uh, you know, obviously, everyone else on a Wednesday week is still young and beautiful. I'm here to bring a more mature uh, vibe to the to to uh, proceedings. However, the Wednesday players also like a bit of cougar action. So, if I say to you. Natalie Sawyer, friend friend of the friend of the oh. podcast, David Garrido. <laughs> Who do you think follows Natalie Sawyer on Twitter? H. Go for it, Lord. I would imagine everybody. Well, pretty much quite, <laughs> quite a few of them do. But Keelan Lavery oh. likes a bit of the, the oh. Sawyer. Oh. Ball. Likes an older lady, does it? Oh, oh. The yellow dress. <laughs> also following the older ladies, what about uh, Good Morning Britain star Susanna Reid. Oh, oh, victorious! Go for it. Uh, you know, right, so let's let's put put it in perspective. So Susanna Reid's there on the morning. She presents a show. It's good for families, probably young parents, guys who've just Hutch. maybe Hutchinson. It's not. <laughs> Liam Palmer. I don't it's know who's on Twitter. Absolutely, yeah. Liam Palmer. Liam Palmer. I don't know who's on Twitter and who isn't. I've only just followed Gary Hooper. <laughs> and and also on the same vein, although this is probably the most extreme one of it. Okay, so as, as you all know, I'm a huge Girls Aloud fan. Always have been. Probably the greatest band. Of we spent the last a great night. At Girls Aloud, Edward. We, hey, look, you know, if if they're worth missing the uh, Champions League final for. Yes, they, they must be good. So, uh, so uh, Kimberly Walsh from Girls Aloud, who's a personal favourite of mine, um, is followed by which up-and-coming young Sheffield Wednesday star? Oh, Victoria! 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 George, George Hurst! It is! It is George Hurst! <laughs> he loves a bit of Kimber, and why not? Absolutely. So, no. So that's it. Right? She's, so from, the, the... she's local, isn't she? He could yeah, get well, in she's, there. She's from she's from Bradford, isn't she? Bradford. Oh, we don't um, like that. <laughs> so there's, there's only two more uh, that I'll, I'll bring to your attention um, so when I was uh, a young pup I was a little bit obsessed with uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch Melissa Joan Hart Calissa, Calissa explains Ooh, it all do you remember her uh, well obviously I think we all teenage were. boy up to the ladder up yeah, to the absolutely. window standard so, uh, yeah no quite right too and you know what 
if you had three consecutive matches where you would just be at home catching up on TV and you wanted to watch some Melissa Joan Hart, oh, then oh, it oh, would be perfect. Oh. Go on. Victoria, Barry Bannon. It is Barry Bannon <laughs> follows <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. And she she is fantastic on Twitter. She's a she's a, a, a very active member of the community. Uh, he's big into her American football. She's big into her NFL. Um, so yeah, the no, no, last one. I'm not. It's not even a guess. It's not a thing. The other one that um, probably disturbed me more than anything is the fact that I, apart from Girls Aloud, I was a big Busted fan. You know, I make no apologies for this. Busted were a great pop band, and that's fine. Busted are now back together, right? And this is the the reason why I actually found this game and, and, and understood how all this was going on was because I realised that when I clicked on Busted's Twitter account to see when they were uh, touring in their uh, reform... <laughs> no, don't. You're digging, they... you're digging, old boy, you're digging. Met Busted you know. or just Busted? Hey, they're, they're what I go to school for, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so when I clicked on Busted and it came up with uh, the, the, the fellow Twitter uh, friends who follow Busted. There were quite a few, and I'm not going to sh- name and shame any of you, other than Sheffield Wednesday legend and my favourite ever player, Chris Waddle, also <laughs> follows Busted. So, Chris, if you're listening, uh, we will be at, <laughs> at Wembley Arena, sorry, Wembley Arena, at the, uh, the O2 Arena, the day after the playoff final. So, if you happen to be down at Wembley, for the playoff final, and it may or may not be Sheffield Wednesday playing, um, I cordially invite you to join us at the O2 to watch a bit of Busted the day after. That is the perfect Imagine weekend, if he turned surely. up. Oh, it'd be amazing. Oh, it'd, it's the dream, isn't it? It'd be, oh, it'd be, that would be. Uh, yeah, I would be glad I crashed the wedding that day. <laughs> so what I want now, get on your Twitter feeds, go and go, find the most embarrassing people that you follow. The people who, who, you know, the fact that you follow them gives an insight into the windows of your soul, right? And find which Wednesday players you have in common with those Twitter celebrities. And, uh, yeah, tweet us at TWWcast. Let's find out what the deepest, darkest desires of Sheffield Wednesday's first team squad are um, and, and, you know, how they share them with you. Because I enjoyed that immensely. So did I, Eddie. Great game. Great game. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Larry, love that. Absolutely. Love it. And please do tweet us um, your following followers from that as well. Um, right, uh, James, up next, I believe uh, we've got some little bits for us all being. It's little bits time. Um, I've actually got a couple of things this week. Uh, one is um, quite serious, in which I've actually done some analysis of the league table. Uh, oh, and the other is. Christmas. The other is less serious. Um, so, right, obviously at the moment everyone um, talking about whether we're going to make it into the top six by the end of the season, all that kind of stuff. Right, so six wins from our last nine games would put us on 77 points. And that would have been enough for the playoffs in four of the last five seasons. Uh, last season, we'd have missed out by a point. But at this stage last season, the team in sixth had three more points than we do now. So the standard was higher. Ergo, six more wins, and um, you know we should be pretty much home and dry. And we've got five games at home, which means one away win, three away draws. We should be more or less there. So we, you know, there's no need to panic. I know, you know, <laughs> stats stats are all crap, but the the stats would suggest that it's very much in our hands, and we have nothing to fear. I'm just going to put my shoes and socks back on because I had to actually count uh, on my toes. That toques, sounds like, like a shipping forecast. <laughs> 
Victoria. To fear. Would, would, would you like me to run through who those nine games were against? So then we can decide no. which six we're going to win. No. no. All right. Um, on, a, on a slightly less serious note, um, I, I can't remember how I found this, but um, I, I stumbled across a guy that writes a Bolton Wanderers blog. I've used that excuse day. when Lady H has been looking through my internet history as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it caught my eye because he posted um, his his blog after the game against Preston at the weekend, uh, which was entitled Player Ratings, Spineless Shitbags 1, Preston 2. <laughs> So I thought, oh, this will be interesting. So I'll have a read through this. So he's basically given scores to all the Bolton players after their 2-1 home defeat from um, from Preston. And it starts with their goalkeeper, who he gives 0 out of 10 to. And and you can kind of guess yeah. it kind of goes on in this kind of fashion with him scoring players quite, quite lowly. Uh, and then we get to Darren Prattley, who also gets 0. Um, and the description of easily the worst footballer I've ever seen in my life. I hate you, Darren. I hate that you're captain of my club. <laughs> I hate, I hate that we worried about you leaving last year. The cheers when you were substituted were not ironic. Oh. It was us celebrating you leaving the field. Oh, Good God. riddance. Um, former Sheffield Wednesday transfer target Mark Davies, who gets three out of ten, with the description of just nothing, nothing at all, nothing positive, <laughs> no influence, <laughs> no runs, no goals, no points. Um, I am, however, like my, 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 my review at work, this. I am... I am Saving the highlights of this um, this match review until now, uh, which is when we get to Gary Medine, who scores minus 500 billion. <laughs> Gary, Gary, I know you read these ratings. I know you fucking live for ratings. So let me tell you this, you shithouse. You're a big man, but you're soft as shit. You arrived at Bolton with a reputation as a tough guy. Ha! Did someone do something in prison that upset you? Is that why you're scared of physical contact? It's understandable. I've seen the Shawshank Redemption. This is not an excuse. This, too, is no exaggeration, but we all hate you. You're a shit footballer and you're stealing a living. Go away. Go away now. Never return. Ever. Fuck off. I hate you. Wow. Oh my God! Word, it's like my writes me a card. <laughs> would, would you like me to uh, post a link to that? Please. I'll pop it out from the TWW cast um, uh, Twitter feed <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, Jay, so all our listeners can see that as well. But <sighs> that, that is again very much how Lady H replied um, to my um, <laughs> conversation after she had seen my internet history. Can I just uh, apologise for my uh, bad language during that? I don't normally swear on the podcast, but I did feel it was necessary to read that word for word. I loved it. That was brilliant. Thank you. But hi, hi, Gary, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> I've got a lawn is. that needs mowing. Because he loves <laughs> it. He loves it. I've got, I've got a car that needs setting fire to, if I can uh, contact you privately. <laughs> the Wednesday Week is proud to be associated with Cavendish Cancer Care. Cavendish is a Sheffield charity dedicated to improving the quality of life for people living with cancer. No one should face cancer alone, so Cavendish provides emotional support through counselling and complementary therapies. The services they provide are free of charge and are funded through donations. If you can help or would like to find out more information, you can go to www.cavcare.org.uk. That's C-A-V-C-A-R-E.org.uk. 
Um, right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on, shall we? Last little bit we need to speak about, of course, is the visit of Charlton to Hillsborough. Um, now, this looks like it's going to be a decent gate, doesn't it? Um, obviously, there was a, uh, a price decrease, shall we say, and Mr Chance here trying to fill the ground. Um, let's face it, it's, it's not too hard for us to sell away tickets, is it? I mean, crikey, Huddersfield, um, what, 4,000 4, tickets sold in less than 12 hours? That's incredible. Isn't it? The away tickets. It is are in literally such... up the road, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, but 4, it's closer than Rotherham. The away tickets are in such high demand at the moment, aren't they? And there were, there were 31 quid as well for Huddersfield, so it's not like a super cheap one or anything. 31's quite pricey for, for that away end that doesn't actually, yeah. it's not filled in at the sides. You get blown to buggery in that stand. And, and it's, not, it's not even as if, uh, you know, they, they've only given us a tiny allocation as well. You know, there is, there is demand for this game. Um, we are going to turn up in numbers. It feels, I don't want to tempt fate, feels a little bit like don't, promotion don't, season. Don't, no, 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 <laughs> going, no. Going, in, going into no. Easter. Going to no. the, uh, it's not called the McAlpine, it's called what's called the John Smith Stadium nowadays. Have it. Um, we're going we're gonna to go there. Uh, Niall Ranger is going to score. He's going to take his shin pad off for no apparent reason. I don't really... Still don't get that. <laughs> if anyone can explain why well, now Ranger took his shin pad off. Um, and I think it's going to come down with his shin pad, wasn't it? <laughs> it was what? Wasn't it a Watford shin pad? Oh, it's wrong. Yeah, player. probably. That was Fessy. You know, Fessy will take off all of his clothes to reveal uh, Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> official club uh, oh, merchandise. Booker, I've not got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and uh, we, well, we need someone to play the role of Miguel Lera. Is there anyone who can wear a scrum cap and take a free kick? I'm thinking Ross Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the, the tickets for away games are in cracking demand. Obviously, the Charlton game, as we mentioned earlier, they've opened the, the lower leppings for that as well. So the, the, the tickets are selling for this. Um, obviously, we just need to hope that Charlton play their part. And it does look as though Charlton fans aren't terribly happy um, with the club at the moment. They have announced uh, losses of uh, £3.78 million. Um, they had, well, there was actually a coffin brought into the ground by the supporters, um, unhappy with their chief executives. Um, then, of course, was all the beach balls that were thrown onto the pitch. There was whistles blown throughout the game in the crowd, obviously causing ridiculous confusion for players, thinking it was a referee, etc., etc., etc. There was a small pitch invasion um, as well. And it just doesn't seem a, a happy place to be at the moment, does it, Charlton? It doesn't. But can I just ask, Mr Hoyland, Edward, can you read the club statement from tonight for us? <laughs> I feel like you'd do it the most justice. So, um, yeah, so Charlton, off the back of those the, the aforementioned protests, uh, I think fans also walked out on 74 minutes. I don't really know what the 74 was about, but uh, it, it's not a happy place there. It reminds me very much of how it was um, at Hillsborough in the dark days of 2010. Um uh, but yeah, so a, a few. So Charlton have released a statement on their official website tonight. Um, see, see if you can guess uh, that, that you know that this probably hasn't been cleared by their uh, marketing and uh, PR and social media teams. Uh, dear fans, last Sunday some individuals did not come to the valley to watch the game and support the team, but came to create disorder on the pitch and interfere with the players and the game. Disorder, which is allegedly needed to drive change in ownership and management. Whom would they expect the club to be sold to? How long would a sales process take? Is it easier to sell a club when it is in League One rather than the Championship? Some individuals seem to want the club to fail. 
This is a confused approach, <sighs> since following this logic leads to exactly the opposite of what we all want, staying in the championship. Um, it does. It carries on on basically an absolutely mental rant, right? But then it finishes off with, I think that fans don't see themselves as customers and they go to restaurants with their families every week and they go to the cinema, but if they aren't satisfied with the product, will they go and scream to the people in charge of it? No, they don't. But they do it with a football club and that's very weird because they feel a sense of ownership of a football club and that's a really difficult balance of how you try and engage with fans and make them incorporated into some of the decisions of the club. Dot, dot, dot. Um, so basically, in, in short, uh, Charlton have lost the plot. They really have, haven't they? And it's, I mean, it is, it's as big a mess as I think I've seen at a club. Obviously, there was Blackpool last season where they had uh, the game they had to abandon because of all the fans invading the pitch. Um, but I, w- I was glued to it on Sunday, um, obviously watching the match to see how Middlesbrough got on as well. Uh, but then watching lots of videos that fans were posting who were in the stand behind the, the goal, Charlton fans and all the stuff that was going on. And yeah, it's, it's really unhealthy. It's not a good state for a club to be in. Um, and you've got to feel some sympathy for them as well because it seems to be a little bit of an experiment that's going on there with this guy that, that owns various clubs around Europe, but um, wants to work to a certain system, always recruiting managers from within his sort of network, moving about the clubs that he owns rather than necessarily people that have got experience in the leagues that his teams are in. Um, and it just seems like a real, a real mess. And it, you know, I don't think we've ever had any particular love lost between us and Charlton, but I think they're a club that have always been very kind of community focused and um, very kind of community based. And it's such a shame that kind of like the heart's been just ripped out of that club in the space really of about, what, a year, 18 months? I don't get me wrong, I chuffing hate Charlton. Uh, they always seem like a nice club <laughs> until our promotion season when they just got a little bit too, well, Tittified, for the want of a better phrase. But um, it has to be said, they're not doing terribly badly at the moment. Football-wise, are they? Um, beat Middlesbrough, 2-0. Um, drew with Dons, which is fair enough. Um, beat Brentford as well, who've been uh, a decent team this season. Of course, before that, they had that cracking um, sort of uh, 4-3 um, loss against Reading as well, which was a belting game. So, yes, their owners clearly are insane. Um, the fans are clearly unhappy. But when it comes to the football, do you think we, we, we have much to worry about at a full Hillsborough? Well, yeah, of, of course, it's not going to be um, a walk in the park and let's not make the mistake that we did when we went down down there um, earlier in the season and think that it's just a straightforward three points. It, it's not going to be an easy game. The, playing a team in the bottom three at this time of the year is is never going to be easy because they're going to fight and they're going to scrap. And when they've already beaten Middlesbrough um, and a few other good wins that they've had of, of late, you know it might be from from the football point of view that you know their um, their tails are up a little bit and maybe they're thinking that they can get out of it. So um, we've got to approach it in the right way. Um, it, it isn't going to be a straightforward easy win, but I do think that we will win. Um, but I think it's going to be a scrappy one. Uh, we, we, yeah, we have to win, don't we? At the end of the day, um, we looked at the uh, we've, and we touched on it. The the running that we've got, um, we need to aspire to six wins at the least. We've got those five games at home, and there isn't a single one of those games that we uh, shouldn't be the favourites in. I think Ipswich is probably the toughest of them, uh, but 
it starts with Saturday. And Saturday, we are facing a team that appears to be in absolute turmoil off the pitch, a team that is marooned um, at the, the, you know, the foot of the table. Uh, we absolutely need to put in a performance and we need to do what we've done all season right up to uh, the Rotherham game, which is dominate teams on our own patch. And there's going to be a big crowd there at Hillsborough, which I saw this week... Um, when we have more than 30,000 in the ground at Hillsborough, we're on something like a 14-match unbeaten run because the Wednesday fans are the best fans in the world and we roar our team on to victory. So uh, let's continue that. Let's not let our uh, memories of what we went through and our sympathy with what the Charlton fans must be going through right now cloud our judgment. Uh, they're just the next victims, uh, with or without Barry Bannon. We need to run through them. We need to put them back in their box. We need to send them down. So uh, Sheffield Wednesday versus Charlton, it's three points and we move on to the next one. As we said, they've been absolutely shipping goals all season. I think the goal difference at the moment is on minus 32, which is the, the highest in the league. I mean, it's... it's if if we don't win this one, and again, I, I know I'm going to sound a bit too big for my boots. I did it against Rotherham, uh, against Preston, etc., etc. But we've got to be winning these chuffing games against these these lower team tables, haven't we? we? We need to be winning these and picking up these points if we've got any chance of cracking on with this playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we've not got a great record against the bottom three. I think the only one of them that we've beaten um, this season is is Rotherham, who we've also lost to as well this season. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.